We actually always quote the Rambam, Maimonides, because he has been a voice of appropriate charitable giving. And that's actually the highest rung of charity to teach a person a trade. And, you know, it's a gift that lasts a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really how we view Propel. Welcome to the What the Heck Do You Do Career Podcast, an inspiring look into the everyday jobs of everyday people. Hi, everybody. This is Carol Dweck from Careers by Carol. Today, we have a special bonus episode that I'm super excited about because we're going to be explaining to you guys what the heck Propel does. Propel is an amazing organization. I've done a lot of work with them. And all the time, people ask me, what do they really do? Like, I don't get it. So today, we're going to go through exactly what Propel does, how it got started, the background, and how they're helping our communities, women, really propel themselves forward. So today we have the co-executive director of Propel, Elisa Shams, who is an unbelievable role model for me. She is like so poised and elegant and intelligent. And I think she's the perfect person to be having this interview with today because she really understands Propel and their mission extremely well. And she embodies everything that they stand for. So Elisa, how are you? So nice to have you. Carol, wow, I'm blown away because I, you actually took my words. I was going to say I'm so excited to be interviewed by Carol because somebody that I look up to and I feel like you embody the mission of Propel uh, considering you're part of the Sephardic community from birth. I'm just a, a wannabe as I married into the Sephardic community. Well, you're just like the real deal and uh, just the the optimum working woman as far as I'm concerned. I always tell you how much I admire you and now I'm telling the audience Carol's amazing and Really so proud of you. Thank you. And thank you for all the opportunities to work with Propel. It's been unbelievable. Yes. And we, we love having you on the team, Carol. You've been involved with us in so many different ways. And uh, this is just another way that we uh, are excited to collaborate with you. I'm so excited about it. So tell us, what the heck does Propel do? Wow, that's a loaded question and uh, one that I love to answer. Um, So first of all, uh, I've been with Propel as its co-executive director um, for the last uh, two and a half years. And I've just seen an amazing institution just take off uh, in ways that I think other organizations should try to emulate. Um, So Propel was started about five years ago uh, uh, with the vision of Ezra Ashkenazi and Rebecca Harari, realizing that the community was in need of... uh, um, helping families uh, augment uh, income because of the financial crisis, Uh, tuition was growing, and families just weren't able to meet the demands of community life on one salary, on the husband's salary. And so this idea was born to um, train and mentor women into the workforce. And uh, that was done with the help of um, career coaching. Uh, The initial mission was really to um, represent certificated careers and uh, unbeknownst to me, and I just realized this after becoming uh, involved in Propel, there are thousands of these courses and classes available, and they range from different types of professions, including photography, nutrition, uh, yoga instruction, cosmetology, uh, sonography, um, and thousands um, of different types of careers. Um, and depending on that career, um, you take a course that could last anywhere from a, a week to two years, and you get that certificate in said course, and then you're ready to join the workforce. And so the first few years of Propel, um, we engaged with many women, um, all of all ages, who are interested in pursuing those types of careers. Um, and our base has grown and grown and grown. And keeping our ear to the ground, we started to realize that 
first of all, and Carol, this is something you would understand because you work in, uh, in you know, at Yeshiva Flatbush and work with the young people, that um, most of the women are actually attending college after high school, and many are even continuing on to graduate programs. And so we said, why should we only offer um, training and certificated careers? Why don't we kind of, you know, help women in different directions? And if they're interested in education, we kind of call it um, vocational educational careers. That could be nursing, occupational therapy, physical therapy, um, speech therapy, uh, mental health counseling and the likes. And why don't we uh, lend a hand and give career mentorship and guidance uh, to women uh, interested in that direction? And so um, the mission has evolved. The, uh, the expanse of people that we're connecting to has um, evolved. And uh, we feel that Propel is um, a community organization that is essential because you're giving a person really the ability to, uh, to do something for the rest of their lives. It's not a one-time, okay, help. And then a few months later, you're required to help once again to sustain financial support for a family. But you're training a woman to be involved in a career that can help for the rest of her life and, you know, to sustain her family for, I would say, ever and ever. Um, and that's really an exciting place to be, I would say, in terms of a community organization. Mm-hmm. It really is such an amazing mission. And I think it's one that so many people really are drawn to because it's like that that saying, you know, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, but teach a man a fish, you feed him for their lifetime. Like, that's what I think of when I think of Propel. It's just helping women be able to fish for themselves, which is so nice. Right. And we actually always quote the Rambam, Maimonides, because, you know, he has uh, been um, a voice of like appropriate charitable giving. And that's actually the highest rung of charity to teach a person a trade. And like you said, it's, you know, it's a, it's a gift that lasts a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really how we view Propel. And um, again, so proud to be a part of this amazing, amazing organization. Uh, one other thing I'd like to add, because Sometimes we're asked to distinguish ourselves from other amazing community organizations, which there are a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, Propel does actually um, give scholarships to to the women. So if you are interested in a career and um, we figure out what course um, needs to be taken, we will subsidize a part of that course if if need be. Um, and I think that's like you know a big help for a lot of these women who unfortunately you know can't come up with the funds on their own. And so that's how we feel that our our organization is really helpful. Um, second layer of being helpful, you know, other than the coaching and the guidance, we also give some financial support. Mm-hmm. So can, before, I think we should distinguish between maybe some other community organizations, but before we do that, can you maybe walk through, like, okay, let's say I come in, I call Propel. Um, what happens? Like, what sure. conversation do you have to have a certain, like, is there sure. qualifications that you have to meet? So can you walk us through that? Sure. So first of all, how do we find out about Propel? I mean, you know, obviously word of mouth is always, you know, the old fashioned way. But with today's, you know, online platforms, we have an amazing Instagram um, platform. And you can just follow us on Instagram, Propel Network, and you'll see um, a lot about what we do. And we also kind of offer um, different, um, you know, courses and and suggestions as to what career you might want to pursue. We write articles monthly in Image Magazine and Community Magazine. I'm sure most people who um, get Image Magazine also this past month received an amazing magazine uh, um, amazing. that propelled for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's and, so, so great. Uh, and, you know, there's also a whole bunch of um, explanations of what we offer and also role models of women who are in the workforce. So the first thing is 
you have to find out about Propel. And I just gave some suggestions to the audience as to how to find out about Propel. Um, you know, once you figure out that there is a Propel, and I think that the word is out, you know, many people are saying that, wow, we hear all about Propel. It's amazing, amazing organization. Um, what next? Um, so mm -hmm. we have a really amazing um, uh, team of people at Propel. And the first person that you would speak to would be Vivian Darwish. She's our director of operations. Um, and you can contact her via email and um, via telephone. And, um, and our listeners, Carol, by the way, know what a director of operations is because we did an episode about a director of operations. Right, right. <laughs> so interestingly, uh, you know, and Vivian knows that she's one of my favorite people. Um, you know, I guess when she started at Propel, she was uh, perceived as the administrator, which is, you know, typical for many organizations, a catch-all phrase for someone who does kind of mm -hmm. the back office work. But Vivian um, is definitely one of the brains of our organization. And she is the first point of contact um, for all of our clients. So like I said, you would either call or um, email or text Vivian. Um, so once Vivian would send you the intake form and you would fill out some of the brief questions that we asked, uh, Vivian would then set in motion um, uh, a way for you to meet um, one of our career coaches. Um, uh, Ellen Adis, who's been with the organization since the beginning, um, has tons and tons of um, uh, you know experience in this field. And Vivian would connect you to Ellen and Ellen would start setting up appointments with you as a client. Um, and like I said, um, a client could mean anything from, I know exactly what I want to do. I know exactly what kind of course I want to take. And I just need to talk to you about some advice or perhaps I need some financial support. Um, or a client could come in and say, I need to go to work. Um, my family is, you know, really in need of a second income. And, you know, I'd love to speak with our career coach, a career coach at Propel to sort of assess me and come up with some good strategies and some good like thoughts as to what direction I can head in professionally. Um, or it could be somebody who maybe doesn't even necessarily need the financial support, but would really love to um, evolve as a person, come up with um, a great profession that would, you know, give said client, you know, a sense of responsibility, um, more self-confidence. Um, we do live in the modern world. And I think you know, in the modern world, uh, women are in the workforce. And we see that trend, you know, definitely evolving in the, in the Sephardic community as well. And so mm -hmm. once that connection to Ellen um, would be made, and we have other career coaches, and Carol, thankfully, has <laughs> served uh, as one of our coaches and has been quite successful with a certain segment of our population, um, as well as uh, Gita Neufeld, who uh, has taken on um, the coaching for women who are interested in going into what I had called earlier the um, educational vocational careers. So once um, it's decided as to which coach sort of suits you initially, um, the client will meet with the coach. And strangely, um, most of the meetings were taking place virtually even long before um, this COVID period. And so we were set up on that platform. Um, so the COVID tran transition was not even much of a transition for our organization because, you know, our coaches really knew how to kind of use the uh, the Zoom platform or the FaceTime or whatever it was. So it became more convenient for the client uh, to speak with the coach. Um, we offer um, three sessions. Um, sometimes that's necessary. If more sessions are necessary, that can be arranged as well. And, you know, by the end of those three sessions or even sometimes after one or two sessions, um, an assessment is made and a decision as to what career is suitable is decided. And then it's brought back to Vivian, who handles the administrative um, 
connections to the uh, organizations that you would be training with, um, the classes, the schools, what, whatever. And if some payment needs to be made through Propel, um, Vivian would handle that. And then um, our client is off to uh, the beginning of a very successful professional career. Um, the coaches do um, commit to checking back and making sure that everything is uh, okay in, in said uh, training period. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully when those, those degrees are completed, whether certificated or uh, through uh, educational means, um, we believe that our women are ready to go into the workforce. And uh, we've had quite a lot of success, you know, with, with that strategy. And, um, you know, we've seen tremendous improvement at, in community families because women um, found their passions and then, you know, channeled them into these professions. And that translated into income for families. Amazing. And I love that you guys tackle every single type of woman. It could be somebody who needs to go back into the workforce somebody who knows exactly what they want to do or somebody who doesn't know exactly what they want to do, somebody who doesn't necessarily need to support a family now, but may need to sometime in the future. So it's really like for any woman. Yes, 100%. And it's it's not only the gift that keeps giving in the sense of once you have skills and a career, you know, you're apt to, you know, kind of go up the ladder of success. But, you know, if you're, let's say, uh, a, a mom, you're a role model to your children, you know, to your sons and your daughters, um, because now it's kind of, you know, a given that, you know, women go to the workforce and your daughters will salute you and understand when it comes their time to kind of exit the nest, uh, they too will be on a course that will be helpful, not only to their families, but to themselves, you know, and I think that it's just, it's part of the evolution of a mindset, you know, it's a good thing for women to go to work, um, as evidenced by our magazine, you know, there were so many amazing, compelling women featured in that magazine. And I think that the reaction of the general community was, wow, this is like, this is great. Uh, how do I, how do I do this? You know, it, it's something that's coveted. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. If anything, it's, you know, how do, how do I get on this, uh, on this wagon, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I guess this is how sort of your, you were mentioning earlier that the mission evolves. So I guess this is really what the evolution is, is that maybe it started off five years ago as being people who really needed that second income. And then maybe sort of part of the evolution is now it's, it's for the women to really be able to see themselves in a different way and for their children to see them in a different way. Yeah. And, and, and I wanted to sort of, this is a good place where I can insert sort of the community value piece. Um, and all women understand this, especially um, married women, married women with children. Once you've committed to a profession, it doesn't mean that you then discontinue your obligations and your responsibilities as a spouse, as a mother, as, a, as, a, as even a, as a daughter. Um, I think all working women commit to balancing their lives. And, and I'm not suggesting that this is a, a walk in the park every day. There's sometimes very hairy moments at home and hairy moments at work. And I think as women, um, we need to become very proficient multitaskers. We need to learn how to put that dinner on the table and that Shabbat meal made, you know, in a timely fashion Um, and to be there for our husbands and for our children. I I think that, you know, a a person that goes into the workforce and this could go for a man also who is solely concentrating on one aspect of their lives will ultimately suffer because they didn't give enough attention to the other aspect. So we're big advocates for the balance of um, professional and personal lifestyles. And, you know, thankfully we have such a large network of growing working women that we all kind of give each other advice, you know, well, what tips can you give me to make the, 
you know, the quicker yet more delicious uh, Shabbat meal. Uh, right. You know, uh, what, what online services do you use that deliver so I don't have to spend my days in stores? I mean, you know, as a working woman, I'm sure you get this as well, Carol. There are ways to kind of do it all, and uh, we're committed to that. Yeah. And I've heard from a lot of working women who are also mothers that it, it does help them be a better mother. They feel more alive and energized by the fact that they're working and it and allows them to bring that home to really be the best mom and wife that they can be. Well, I would say it's a confidence issue. I, I having raised yeah. five children myself, um, when you are in the workforce, other people kind of respect you and have a sense of your strengths and your capabilities. And you kind of internalize that and bring that home with you. And so, you know, I've seen a lot of young mothers kind of beat themselves up about making kind of mom decisions and they always second guess themselves. Like, is that the right bedtime? Is that the right, you know, mm-hmm. after school activity? Is that... and, and, and I think once you're in the workforce and you're being asked to kind of find your voice, make decisions, you can apply that to every aspect of your life um, because it's sort of played out in your professional realm. And so mm-hmm. now as a mom, as a wife, you know, I think you can confidently, you know, take on those roles because it's been tested in other arenas and, and you've kind of succeeded. So why not mm-hmm. translate that to your personal life as well? I mean, I can say that on a personal level, I, you know, I think that I've sort of applied that strategy uh, uh, in my own personal life and it's been effective. <laughs> yeah. And I'll even take the flip side of that mothers who haven't worked and are now thinking to enter the workforce, they forget that they've been doing like one of the hardest jobs their whole life. So they, they come into the workforce and they're nervous because they maybe haven't worked in a while, but they've had to make these decisions, find their own voice, do million things at once. I mean, we'll go back to the Sammy Sabag director of operations episode again, but he said like being a director of operations is like being a mother, like having to deal with all these things that come up and constantly have to make decisions under pressure. So for the women who are listening who maybe aren't in the workforce now and are thinking about going in, just don't underestimate yourself and your confidence level because you as a mother have done so much in terms of like the soft skills that are needed in a lot of jobs, like quick thinking, multitasking, all those things that you have naturally from being a mom and you can apply that also to the job. So you were saying before how to apply your job to being a mother, but I think also being a mother, you can apply that right. to your job. Well, completely accurate. And there's always around Mother's Day, always that funny thing that goes around, you know, the husband gives that Mother's Day card to his wife of all the jobs that she does. And it looks like a full-blown resume, you know, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, in, in food services and, uh, you know, we're psychologists and, and, and the like. So mm-hmm. I think that, Definitely. you know, I think that women, and that's why I think the multitasking um, actually is kind of part of what we do because even if we're not working women within our home lives we are working so many different angles and jobs that we've already become proficient multitaskers so now that we're just asking ourselves to include yet another sort of set of uh, of tasks into our into our busy schedules and, and I think we could do it I mean I think you know I've done it and many people that I know have done it and I think that yeah, we can aim high. You know, I think that, that that's it's, it's okay to aim high. I think for most people, and you mentioned like women who have never been in the workforce and have raised their families and then for whatever reason, whether financial or personal, you know, are thinking about the workforce. I would say the scariest part uh, is the first part, making the phone call or sending that text or email. Um, I've spoken to countless women who they're afraid. They have, there's always a fear involved in sort of that first step. And, and that's, why mm-hmm. we, that's why we have Propel. Um, don't be afraid. 
we have an amazing team who understand what you're thinking, what you're afraid of. Um, there's nothing, there's no silly comment. There's no like thing that you could say that we haven't heard before and that we won't support you through. Um, it's just kind of a common denominator, you know, when you've been out of the workforce and, uh, or have never done something like this before, we completely understand why you would be hesitant. And that's why Propel is here to serve your every worry and uh, get you to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, okay. So we spoke a little bit for a second about differentiating between different community organizations. I think the one that people ask most often is when would I go to SBH Career Services and when would I go to Propel? Right. So that's a great question. And like, here's my shout out to SBH Career Services. Um, we love working with SBH. Um, most proficient not-for-profit organizations, especially ones who are in one said community, um, should learn how to collaborate with other community organizations. At, at, the, at the end of the day, our missions are all aligned. We all want mm-hmm. to benefit, um, in this case, the Sephardic community. And so SBH Career Services is a natural partner for us. And we've done um, countless events um, with, with their team. And we refer one to the other because often, you know, career services is a job placement agency. So they'll get people who come to respond to like job asks and they don't have the skills for those jobs. And so we'll like have, you know, clear communication with them as to like, okay, what skills do we find deficient uh, in in our population? You know, Mm. obviously a lot of the time it's tech skills ranging from I've never turned on a computer to I need to learn the latest technology, especially as we evolve into a more virtual work uh, workplace. Um, and so we'll communicate often and sometimes come up with different classes to offer so that our population is job ready so that we've helped train women and then career services can place them in a job. Um, you know, what we do is we train women in different careers and then career services has job offerings for these for these same people. And so you can see how there's like a natural um, alliance um, between our two organizations. Um, they also have a great team. And, you know, there's nothing like working with a, a really professionalized team as well. And so we've put together some amazing, amazing events um, that has helped both organizations, um, you know, attract clients. So, you mm-hmm. know, but that they do not offer scholarships and they do not, you know, train like if they have a job post, let's say for a photographer. Um, they're not going to train that person to become a photographer, whereas we, but they could call us and say, you know, we, we've been noticing oh, there's a, there's a run on photographers. Um, so if you're meeting women who are looking for a profession, we, you know, recommend training them to be a photographer and I'm just making that career up, mm-hmm. but you know, that's right. an example of how we could work, um, very well together. Yeah. Rita and her team are unbelievable. And I love what you said about the collaboration. Like it really does make sense that there's both way collaboration, you know, you sending them clients once they're done helping with job placement, but also them giving you the, the information of what jobs are trending now, which skills are necessary. Right. Um, and I think it is a great lesson that we should always be collaborating because we have so many amazing community organizations. And sometimes like people question, like, why do we need all of these different ones? But when we're collaborating, we're really utilizing all of our resources in the best way. So I think that that's right. really nice. I'll tell you one, one interesting fact. Last summer, and this is obviously before, you know, the new the new world evolution of COVID happened. <laughs> I remember it was around this time of year. We met with uh, Rita and career ser- the career service team out in Deal. And we talked about skills, um, how we were getting worried that, you know, the world was evolving at a quick pace. Technology seemed to be, you know, 
really tantamount to success professionally, and that um, a lot of people in the community were not up to par. Um, and so we started like a year ago talking about the need to build skills. And, and this is a word of advice for everybody who's listening. Um, these are challenging times, but that doesn't mean that we just roll up in a ball and say nothing could be done to help. Um, it's a time to get skills. And we realized this long before this crisis took place. Um, learn technology, learn you know, skills that will allow you to get a job that's um, coveted. Um, you know, and there's so many different opportunities, um, especially now when some people are not working because maybe they were laid off or because, you know, there's just not as many job um, offers right now. So, you know, don't take this as just like, oh, my God, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Build your skills. I, mm -hmm. I see people are being hired. The people that are being hired are people with skills. And so figure out what you're deficient in and what type of career you're interested in and then re reach out to Propel and we'll connect you to a, to a skills building opportunity, you know, and, and, and often it's technology based. Um, we all need to up our games in that in that field, including myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier, like the soft skills, which are more the personality skills. So being able to be organized or being a people person or whatever those soft skills might be. And now you're touching on the hard skills, which is really mm -hmm. like the thing that you can put down. Like I did the certificate course or I took a class on this in college and like I am able to, you know, be proficient in Excel or I can, you know, use right. Adobe Photoshop or whatever those things might be. So it's a really, it's a good right. distinction because I think right. you really do need both to be successful in a career. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think, you know, we're in the age of access to lots of information. I think that we need to, we can't bury our heads in the sand and say, I don't know. I can't. There's so many streams of information coming at us that uh, you can't just say, I didn't know. Like there are so many ways to know. And so many organizations that can help you get in the know and propel, I would put there at the top of the list. Like we can help you figure out what you need to know and how to know it. <laughs> if that makes any sense. Oh, I love that tagline. That's a great <laughs> one. Okay. So end us off with, if somebody's listening to this, um, what are some tell signs that they should be calling propel? Um, so like I said, we appear to all age ranges. So let's say group number one, let's start uh, from the lowest age group. Um, you're finishing uh, high school, you're about to start college. And, you know, college is a big place and guidance isn't always available. And you want to come out of the four years of college kind of knowing what you, what, what you, what you want to do. Call Propel. Um, like I said, our career coaches can sit with you, can assess what your strengths are, even what your weaknesses are, and maybe even come up with a plan as to like, what your, what your years in college should look like, what classes you should be taking, uh, especially if you have an idea, um, you know, what your path may look like over the next four years. Uh, group number two, certainly, as you're about college and either considering a, a, a graduate degree um, or, you know, a profession that, you know, you kind of got attracted to in, in college, but maybe isn't necessarily a graduate level degree plus because you're sort of at another transition point in your life and that's what we're here to do we're here to help you through those transitions professionally um group number uh three um unfortunately a lot of people have you know experienced a lot of financial uh you know, upset in these last few months um husband losing a job a woman losing a job husband and wife losing a job um you know we completely understand that that was the motivation uh, for propel initially to really 
alleviate financial burden on families. And so don't despair. Like I said, there's always opportunities. There's always somebody that you can talk to that can kind of help you through this. Call Propel. We would love to walk you through, uh, you know, a plan. Um, do you need to be retrained in something? Um, do you, you know, don't think that there's no way out. Maybe you need to up your technology skills and we can offer a bunch of different careers, uh, you know, junior accounting, uh, interior design, um, you know, maybe you want to get your master's in education and become a teacher and get a higher paid salary if, if possible. Um, so many different directions and it really is not a one size fits all conversation. So that's why you have to make the phone call. Um, then there's the, you know, empty nester. I, I, I kind of grew up in a more traditional old fashioned setting, uh, raised my children. Now I want to thing with myself. I know I have talents. Um, I just never monetize them. Uh, what should I do? Um, again, different ages, different different needs, different different asks. And again, Propel is there to help every single one of these clients uh, figure it out. Really, thank you so much, Lisa, for explaining what Propel does. Every time I hear the mission of Propel and the millions of things that they do, I'm blown away. And I think it's a much needed organization in our community. And you guys are really awesome. So thank you for everything that you do. And thank you for coming on and explaining all the things that you do. Well, Carol, we are so excited to always work with you. And like I said, you're a true role model. You help so many people in this community and you lead by example. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll end with this. Our motto is we help community families one woman at a time. And that's what we're uh, hoping to accomplish. Uh, you know, after people listen to this podcast, we hope that you call us. We hope you take uh, everything that we discussed today to heart. and. Uh, we're here to help. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Carol. Always a pleasure. On the next episode of What the Heck Do You Do? Sylvia Dweck explains to us what the heck a fashion sales associate does. Sachs comes in and they're like, show us your spring 21 collection. So we go in the showroom and I happen to sell Fila Kids apparel. So I have a bunch of hoodies, sweatpants, shorts, t-shirts, all hanging up on the wall. The way that I personally sell, I'm a very honest person. And I think my buyers value that. Thank you guys for joining this episode of What the Heck Do You Do? We really hope you enjoyed and that you will rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. But more importantly, if you have a job or career that people just don't understand, please email us at whattheheckdoyoudo at gmail.com with your job title and a quick description of what the heck you do. Until next time.